when am I ever going to be enough as I am right now? And why is there always going to be more of me required, more effort of mine required in order to continue to develop and grow? Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin. This is episode 62. Today we're going to talk about looking back to look ahead. We're going to talk a little bit about goal setting, especially if you find yourself particularly in a specific kind of rut related to the season that you're in, or a specific kind of burnout related to the season that you're in. I want to open this episode by letting you know that Recently, I have had a lot of interest and engagement on Instagram related to how I've been addressing the topic of burnout, the topic of burnout in millennial motherhood in particular, and particularly the topic of burnout post-pandemic recovery. So that's going to be the flavor of the conversation that we're going to have today. When I talk about goal setting, I think that if you are a burnt out millennial or a burnt out mother you may get your hackles up a little bit. You really may. And let's unpack that for a little bit before we dive into the meat of the episode, because I think that in order to have a gentle, loving, self-accepting experience with setting goals, I think that we have to acknowledge the previously held beliefs that we may have had about goals being sort of punitive, to be honest with you. I have a lot of experience discussing goals and facilitating goal setting in my nine to five. I work as a nursing leader in an academic hospital, and we talk about goals all the time because in nursing practice, you're from the jump, from the beginning of your education, encouraged to reflect on your practice, your care of patients, what's going well, and what could be better. And that's sort of built into the DNA of a nurse is to be reflective And then to think about how one is developing in the way that will continue to enhance the care that one provides. So in my work, goal setting in terms of as as goal setting supports this reflective practice that nurses engage in year after year, goal setting becomes a big part of the conversation. However, it actually pivots to be the entire focus of the conversation. And I've had people say to me, I don't want to set goals. It feels punitive. I work really, really hard. I'm super, super tired. I don't want to have to do this activity because I'm showing up and I'm doing my best already. How do goals improve that for me? And I like to make the comparison between the nurses that I work with in my nine to five. And I am a nurse by background, so I deeply, deeply relate to this profession and I love them with my whole heart. And the burnt out millennial mother who I also identify with. I am also a burnt out millennial mother. And I also love burnt out millennial mothers, any mother really with all of my heart. So I think that when I'm making that comparison is that after a pandemic, certainly the nursing profession has been through a very traumatic experience. But you as a mother have probably also made your way through a traumatic experience. And when people have been 
really put to the depths to scrape the barrel of whatever they may have to serve others. And then we say to them, or me in particular in during this episode, say to you, now let's talk about goals. Let's take care of you by setting some really meaningful goals. It feels not very nice. It feels like, when am I ever going to be enough? When am I ever going to be enough as I am right now? And why is there always going to be more of me required, more effort of mine required in order to continue to develop and grow? And that is where my personal philosophy of medium effort comes in, is that, yes, it it actually will require effort of you to reflect on your life, to consider where you're developing, to consider how your day-to-day living is aligned with what you need as a human being who matters deeply in this world. That does require effort, but it requires medium effort. It, It doesn't require you to drain yourself. It doesn't require you to be perfect. It doesn't require you to produce anything other than what you already are. And that's why I think that we get offline when we talk about goal setting, because goal setting feels like I need to set a goal because I suck. (laughs) I'm at a zero and I need to be at a 10. And so I'm going to set a goal to become a 10. I, I wonder if any of this is resonating with you. I'm not good at this thing, and so I'm going to set a goal in order to become better at that thing. Here's another example. I saw someone do something that looks really cool, and I feel bad that I'm not doing that cool thing, so I'm going to set a goal to become what I perceive to be better than who I already am. I wonder if any of this is ringing a bell for you. If it is, I hope that the next little bit of time that we're going to spend together allows you to deeply reflect on how awesome you already are and to, instead of seeing your goals as proof that you're a terrible person, because that's what goals kind of feel like, is they're like, the goal is evidence that I'm not who I want to be. Instead, I hope that through the next few minutes, we can take that to the goal being evidence of who you've become and how much you have already overcome in your life, and everything that you have learned that can be continued to be put to self-compassion and grace as you build the place in the world that is made for you. So that's the aim. That is my purest intention for this episode. If you see goal setting and you cringe, I hope that you'll hang in there with me. And I hope that I have earned a bit of the benefit of your doubt. In that, you know, you've you've trusted Medium Lady content before, and I want you to continue to trust me, even if you see the phrase goal setting and you kind of balk a little bit. You're kind of like, no, 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 breaks, breaks, breaks. I don't have anything in me. I don't have anything in me to set goals. And that's how the nurses that I talk to also feel. I don't have anything in me to set goals. I'm going to show up and do my best, and, and that's all that I have. So let's put a pin in that feeling and let's recognize it. Let's kind of, you know, put both of your feet on the ground, take a minute to pause whatever you're doing or to at least kind of bring yourself and center yourself in the moment. And I want you to acknowledge what you can see, what you can hear, if you're eating, what you can taste, what you can smell. Let's just kind of ground down into the moment and appreciate all that the present moment has to offer because I want you to acknowledge that You are an amazing and wonderful person, and you have made your way through challenging and difficult things, 
And those things have an abundance of opportunity for you to continue to build and grow as a person. So we've had that grounding moment together. And now I want you to quite simply, and I've had us do this before on Medium Lady, in order to set a goal, I want us to look back on the past. So we're going to be thinking a lot about the past in this episode. And this episode will go live, I think it will be March 16th or so, maybe March 15th. Yeah, March 15th. And that is purposefully right on track with the three-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we're going to be looking back and I want you to really treat yourself with care and tenderness while you do this, because some of the things looking back might be painful. Some of them might be surprising to you what comes up, but hang in there with me. And I hope that we can, you know, make our way together gently. I'm here for you. We're going to gently travel back in time. So I want you to listen to the following prompts. And if you're a journaler or if you like to free text or type on your laptop or phone, go ahead and do that. And I want you to think three years ago, what were you doing? What were you doing three years ago in March, right before the pandemic hit? How old were your kids? What was your job like? What was your day-to-day routine like? What were you anticipating or planning for? And how much of that changed when lockdown happened? And then I want you to actually forward yourself through a year and think about where you were in March of 2021 and think about, you know, what was going on in March of 2021. How old were your kids? What were you doing for work? What were you anticipating or planning for? What was really, really hard? What had you had to learn in the year of the pandemic? to figure out and to make your way through every day-to-day experience. What was working for you in March of 2021 and what wasn't? Another reason I like to go back is that in March of 2021, I started this podcast. So we're officially celebrating the second anniversary of Medium Lady Talks through an episode all about goal setting. And that's on purpose. I tell you, that is with intention on my part, is the opportunity to celebrate and look back on two years of episodes, 62 episodes in two years, has a lot to do with that celebration, has a lot to do with whatever goals I might set for the podcast moving forward. The recognition of the past is what will inform your growth for the future. I'm going to say that again. Your ability to recognize the past is exactly what will inform your growth for the future. That is what this episode is all about. So in March of 2021, I had started the podcast and I started what has become like a foundational part of me leveling up as a person, as a creator, as a thought leader, is the Slay the Mic course with Jam Gamble. I started that course, I think in February of 2021, March of 2021. And now I want you to go ahead and travel through one more year and think about March of 2022. That was just a year ago. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? March of 2022 was only a year ago. I think personally about March of 2022 was a really, really difficult time for me. I experienced a really significant mental health episode, really, really low. I had to go back on antidepressants. I've remained on antidepressants since March of 2022. 
I had a lot of symptoms and uh, side effects from that medication, but I persevered with my health team. And that vulnerability of thinking about March of 2022 is where I want you to understand that if you're feeling those vulnerabilities yourself, you're going to want to bring in that self-compassion, that comfort. I want you to think about nurturing yourself, nurturing your March 2022 self. And we're going to continue to travel through the last year with a little bit more purpose and intention. So we've thought about March of 2022. Now I want you to think about April and May and June. Think about spring of 2022. What were you doing in spring of 2022? What was going on for you? What were the decisions you were making? Who were the people that were surrounding you? What was the primary emotion in the spring of 2022? What did you have on your calendar? When I coach folks through goal setting exercises at work, I do encourage people, if they're active users of a calendar, a Google calendar, an Outlook calendar, to pull out that Outlook calendar and to actually look at what was on the docket at that time. And people often are surprised. They are surprised by both how short and how long ago something was. (laughs) People will say, I'm really, really surprised that it was only April of 2022 when that happened. It feels like ages ago. And that is an important feeling to acknowledge when you're, when you're accessing your past and planning for your future. It does not take a long time for you to navigate through and evolve and grow as a person. It feels like it does because we're always, sometimes we're so hyper-focused on the future that it feels like things will take a long time because we're navigating and anticipating in the traditional goal-setting sense that we suck now and how long will it take for us to become awesome? Well, it probably will take forever. But again, this is why I coach you to look back. Look back and acknowledge both how little and how much time has passed in that spring of 2022 feeling. Okay, now we're going to pivot to the summer. What did you do in the summer of 2022? Here where I live in Canada, summers when school is off, a lot of people are taking time off. A lot of people are enjoying summer holidays. I want you to think about summer of 2022. Was it restful? Did you spend time in nature? Did you... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, I got one kid down and the dog toy is going like mad. For other people, the summer can be really stressful and hectic because maybe you're working full time and your kids are out of school. You have a whole other bucket to manage on your cognitive load because school can't be that sort of underlying assumption. Okay, and now let's think about the fall. Let's start with September and October. Think about the fall, the transition back to school. What was going on for you? Where were you working? What were your routines like? Did anything change? What was going on for your partner or your family? What were the celebrations that you had? What were the challenges that you had? And then transition into November, December and the holiday period. Now, can you believe it? Here we are, March 13th, 14th, 15th. And we're thinking about the winter 2022 holiday season. Does that feel like it was just a moment ago or does that feel like ages ago? Because here where I am now, we're coming down to the final stretch of winter 
and it feels like Christmas is something I think about in the future, not something that I remember in the past. <laughs> I'm already thinking, not actively, but I'm already thinking about Christmas of 2023. And instead, Christmas of 2022 was really not that long ago. Think about Christmas of 2022. What were the gifts that you received? What did you use right away? What kind of time did you take off? How did you rest? Where did you work really, really hard? Where did you need rest, but maybe you didn't feel like you could take it? Also, in December of 2022, my grandma, Martina Agnes, passed away. And that remains only a handful of days ago, less than 100 days ago, she passed away. And I think that that deep, deep grief that I felt has already begun to heal into a reflection and celebration of the daily ways that she's influenced me as a person and how I will carry those through my life. But it does still feel actually like quite a long time ago. Okay, now I want you to think about the new year. Think about the new year really not that long ago, maybe 10 weeks ago. Think about the new year of January 2023, what was going on for you? What were you experiencing? What were you planning for? Did you set resolutions? Did you choose a word of the year? And how are those things impacting you today? What are the things that have surprised you as 2023 has evolved? What kinds of things are you planning? What are you looking forward to? What challenges are you anticipating? And we're here now in the present moment. So think about as we took that time machine from March of 2020 to the present moment, where were the themes that jumped out at you in terms of that reflection? I can share with you the things that really jump out at me. Here are the things that jump out at me. The cycle of burnout and recovery jump out at me. I can think of how I got really, really burnt out partway through the early days of the pandemic because I thought it would be a short-term thing and it, when it wasn't, I kind of crashed. I had an experience of burnout and recovery in December of 2020. I had been back at work for about four months and I really kind of was burning the candle at both ends. And then I recovered from that. And then 2022 for me was, uh, sorry, 2021 rather. 2021 for me was a year of exponential growth. I pushed myself to start the podcast. I decided to change my jobs. I took a leap for a, a new role at work. I had to learn that I had to learn that new role and be challenged and un, and accept what I didn't know. And so that was a huge momentous experience for me. And then when I hit January of 2022, all of that effort and hustle that I had put in 2021 kind of really took a toll. And that was the next cycle of sort of burnout that I experienced and recovery took me probably a good three solid three months into March of 2021. So that's the cycle of sort of burnout and recovery that I'm talking about, having acknowledged that in my own life. Okay, what are the other themes that might come out at you? Some of the themes that I've also talked about are growth is that I feel like when March of 2022 happened, I was caring for my family in a maternity leave. I was halfway through that maternity leave and I had a six month old. And now I have a three and a half year old. And there's a dramatic difference between a six month old and a three and a half year old. 
And that feels like has happened on a very accelerated timeline. But the more he grows, the more I grow. Because I'm growing into a new phase of my motherhood. I'm growing as he grows. He's the youngest member of our family. As he grows, I am also able to grow out of young motherhood or motherhood of young babies and able to navigate reclaiming my own agency as he gets older and older and older. And that growth has been really, really exciting. I don't think that growth has always been super conscious. And sometimes as mothers, we catch ourselves doing things because that's the way it's always been. But our kids are a constantly moving target. Our kids are constantly evolving and growing, and they push us to also evolve and grow along with them. Because it's hard to anticipate that Beckett of three and a half year old will be the same Beckett in six months from now. And as his mother, I have to adapt and grow to that. And so I acknowledge that that's been a huge part of the last three and a half years. Another thing that I've noticed as a theme of the last three years has been This sense of keeping your expectations low. Don't get your hopes up. Be flexible for things to change at a moment's notice. Plan for disappointment. There is this sort of like tenderness I see my heart navigating through. Don't plan too big. Don't celebrate too loudly. You never know what's going to happen next. There is a sense of like anticipatory dread in some of these moments, even in the really, really good moments, like starting a podcast, like starting my new job, these moments where don't be too happy, it could all come out from under you. And I think that that's a really, really natural response to the trauma of the COVID-19 pandemic. But I wonder, I have to ask myself, can I let go of that? Can I let go of that habit? Can I let go of keeping my heart small? in order to set goals and move forward in the future. Okay, we're going to take a brief pause because we've made our way through this really important reflective exercise to think about our own years, our own last three years, and to acknowledge the themes of that and to acknowledge perhaps some of the things that we made our way through. There may have been some real sort of blips on your timeline, and I want to now zero in on those blips. I'm going to call them challenges. And I want us to spend a little bit of time thinking about our challenges. I want you to think, and maybe the timeline you can keep a little bit shorter for this one. You don't have to keep that timeline being, you don't have to keep that timeline being all about the last three years. Perhaps we'll just do one year. We'll keep the timeline on one year. So we'll say in the last year, what are the challenges that you anticipated? What are the challenges that you anticipated? Think about the year. You know, if you're looking ahead, you could kind of say, yeah, you know, I knew that this job was going to change. I knew that perhaps we were going to have to move. I knew that my kids were going to have to change schools. I anticipated some challenges. I knew that my grandma's health was failing. These are the kinds of things that we anticipated as being challenges. But then there are a lot of challenges that we didn't anticipate. And I want us to think about those. What are the challenges that came up and blindsided you? Or perhaps took the rug out from under you? Or perhaps made you pause and say, huh, what's going on here? Huh, I did not expect this. Sometimes we find ourselves kind of distressed and freaking out. And that's actually because the challenge was unanticipated. I can think back actually to an event where my son lashed out at school. 
and I was deeply distressed and disappointed in him. But it also kind of sent me for a loop because it was a challenge I did not expect. And I was really in a lot of turmoil, I think in part because I did not recognize that this was a situation I had not anticipated. And if I had said to myself, listen, Aaron, you just didn't expect that your son would behave in this way and you would have to address these issues. Let's just move forward from there, knowing that A, you've never done this before, and B, you didn't see it coming. I think that I might have taken a different approach, and I probably would have perpetuated my own suffering a little bit less. So those are the challenges that you didn't anticipate, the things that you didn't see coming. Now, in March of 2020, the pandemic was something that we didn't see coming. I mean, I think it probably depends on where you were at in in terms of your, your context or the sector that you work in. Maybe some people saw it coming more than others. But I think the general duration and the experience of the pandemic could not have been anticipated. But as years went on, we did start to anticipate, what am I going to do if the schools are closed again? What am I going to do if we have to go into a lockdown? What am I going to do if we get COVID? These are all the challenges that we started to anticipate. And we probably started to anticipate them really, really often uh, just because of the nature of how distressing and how, how much upheaval the pandemic caused. But then in the midst of managing that anticipated challenge, millennial mothers were also managing all of these unanticipated challenges related to the pandemic but also just related to motherhood. Motherhood is full of unanticipated challenges. And we probably drove ourselves to burnout just simply managing the pandemic as the known quantity on top of all of the other unknown quantities of motherhood. And if you're finding yourself today in a place where you feel really depleted and burnt out, you feel like perhaps your identity has un been undernurtured, or perhaps you feel really unaware of who you are as a person, because you're coming out of this experience. I think that that's okay. I want you to recognize that it makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it make sense after you look back on the years that you've had, that you might find yourself in this place? So let's all collectively wrap ourselves in grace, because it makes sense. It makes sense that you would be burnt out and tired and depleted after everything you've been through. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so... We've talked about the challenges that were unanticipated. We've talked about the challenges that were anticipated. And now I want you to think about how you navigated your way through those challenges. What did you do to make it through that challenge? Sometimes you just did what you had to do. You just buckled down. You figured out online school. You lowered the bar a little bit in some places. Perhaps you raised the bar in other places. Maybe what you did was slept less. Maybe what you did was showered less. Maybe what you did was drink more and think about how you navigated those challenges, whether it was healthy or unhealthy, whether the coping was effective or ineffective. There are ways that you navigated and made your way through these unanticipated and anticipated challenges. And lastly, I want you to think about who helped you or what resources did you use? What were the things that you figured out? Who did you lean on? Who did you ask for help? How did that experience help you navigate these challenges? What did you learn? Who taught you that? How did you process what was going on? Who did you give work away to? Who did you lean on? Whose shoulder did you cry on? Think about all those people that helped you. 
And it may at first feel like, and this can also contribute to burnout quite a bit, is that the list was really short. It's like, well, it was the pandemic, so I guess I kind of like just leaned on myself. And I want you to kind of push yourself, if you can, gently to think a little bit more about the small things, perhaps, that people may have been able to do for you or the ways that you were able to challenge yourself to ask for help, the things you were able to admit. Maybe it was just like you had this amazing Instagram friend and you would just text that person like, today really sucks. I hate this pandemic so much. I'm going to lose it. Those are our ways of adding people to the list of people who helped you. Okay, so we've thought a little bit about challenges together, and we've also thought about the themes of your year. And I want you to telescope out just a little bit more to put together what I call an origin statement. And this is an idea that I've tinkered with and kind of made my own, but it's very much inspired by the book Burnout by Amelia and Emily Nagoski. Burnout is an incredible book. It was one of my favorite books of 2021. And basically it goes like this. I want you to take out a piece of paper or take out your phone again. And the first thing you're going to do is name a challenge. You're going to say, even though I name the challenge. So even though I struggled with all the school cancellations or even in the past year, even though I struggled to find meaning at work, even though I struggled to enjoy my job or even though I resented my childcare situation, whatever it may have been, even though I had that challenge and then identify the growth, I can see from my reflection that I grew in some kind of way. I can see from my reflection that I used it to motivate me to ask for a different position. I used it to motivate me to meet new people in my field of work, whatever it may be. And then acknowledge how that makes you feel. Even though I experienced a challenge, I can see from my reflection that I have grown in some ways. And that makes me feel, how does it make you feel about yourself? Maybe it makes you feel curious. Maybe it makes you feel happy. Maybe it makes you feel proud. Maybe it makes you feel excited. And then after you put those three things together, challenge, growth, and feelings, you're going to talk about how you feel grateful for the last year. I'm grateful for the last year because dot, dot, dot. And then you're going to put it all together. And and I also recommend that you keep it visible. If you can put this whole statement together, even though I experienced this challenge, I can see from my reflection that I have grown. And this makes me feel a certain way about myself. And I'm grateful for the last year because of whatever it it has brought me. Put that all together. Make it visible. Put it on your fridge. Put it in your car. Keep it somewhere where you can see it. Because it will remind you, in the context of gentle goal setting, it will remind you that you are already an amazing person. You are already making your way through many things. And you have a lot to celebrate and feel good about yourself. What we're most proud of can often be the impetus for where we need to grow next. Not what we're most ashamed of. What we're most ashamed of is not a good space to build goals around. We should build our goals gently around the things that we're already proud of. Think about what's jumped out at you over and over again through the last few exercises. What is that telling you? How does it make you feel? 
try to get as specific as possible, specific into your feelings, specific into the theme, accept that this might feel a little bit awkward at first, and now try to build what's next from that place. In my gentle goal setting process, I always look back, I review my year or the last couple of years, and I reflect deeply, as deeply as I can, I get deep into my feelings about those last few years to identify themes that resonate with my experience. So it's that look back and reflect, look back and reflect, look back and reflect, and then eventually stop the analysis. Stop the analysis and celebrate. Recognize what you're proud of. Recognize your growth. Acknowledge how far you have come in that time period. That's four steps. Look back, reflect, celebrate, and acknowledge. And the last step is the actual goal setting itself. The last step is to look for where there are opportunities to build on that within your next year or within your next month or whatever it may be. The ways that we plan is by selecting our themes, selecting and acknowledging our accomplishments, really settling deep into what we're proud of, and then getting specific on where the opportunities are for growth from those things, from how we're already awesome. And then once you've decided that, you can start to get really specific. Whenever I set goals, I try to remember something really useful from Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is there's a difference between motion and action. Motion are the sort of gestures and activities that can generate a sense of accomplishment without actually moving you ahead on your achievements, on your desires. Action are the direct steps that are required in order to make progress. So I can use the example of creating a podcast. There's a lot of motion that I can take surrounding my preparation to have a podcast. I can research podcasts. I can listen to podcasts. I can sign up for a course about podcasting. I can watch some YouTube videos. And eventually, I'm going to have to pick a name for my podcast, sit down and record that podcast, and publish that podcast in order to actually have a podcast. So the first part was motion. It might have made me feel really good. It might have made me feel like I was taking action, but it was really not actually making the vulnerable step to achieve what I want to achieve. Actions were the things that actually started to put real stakes on the line. Things like the picking the name, recording, publishing, promoting, etc. I try to encourage people gently to identify when they set goals, what's motion and what's action. Always using the foundation of what you've been through in the past. So if you set a specific action and then decide on a repeated frequency, because your goal is not a one-time thing. Your goal is not an item to be produced or a one-time behavior. My goal was to have a podcast. My goal was not to make one podcast episode. And so the repeated frequency of brainstorming, recording, publishing is what is actually moving me forward on my goal of having a podcast and accepting that through repeated frequency, you will learn 
you will take time and you will make mistakes through multiple experiences. Planning for how often your actions surrounding your goals will occur is a really helpful way to be realistic about what's possible for you. And again, bringing that gentleness into your goals. Remember, you are already awesome and amazing. The goal is a way of identifying your personal growth, identifying your opportunity to grow. It is not a way of signifying with morality that right now you are bad and in the future you will be good. Please, let's keep remembering that. It's not gentle goal setting if you don't do that in mind. If you don't acknowledge that you're already wonderful, then you're, you're using goals in a punitive kind of way. So you've decided on a specific action, you focused in on the repeated frequency, and the last step is really important for people like me, and probably important for most people out there listening, is to set a structure for accountability. What are going to be the check-in points along your way? What is going to help you record or track your progress? Who are the people around you to the challenge reflection? Who are the people who helped you through your challenges? Are those the same people you can lean on for your accountability? Sometimes with accountability, what can help is to have a final product, but not always. For example, let's say your goal is to bring more mindfulness into your life. Your action to bring more mindfulness into your life is going to be to meditate for five minutes a day using your meditation app. And that repeated frequency is going to be five of seven days a week. You may not have a final product for that, but you might have some abilities to track on your app. You might have a buddy or a partner who's going to also pursue this goal with you, and you can build accountability in. For something like a podcast, for example, there is absolutely a final product to that podcast, a final product to that goal, and that can be really useful and motivating. But again, it shouldn't be that you've produced something as evidence that you're better now, that you're a better person than you were before you set the goal. Again, producing something can be kind of tricky because sometimes it's one of the harder things to take across the finish line. And I don't want that ability to produce something to perhaps be evidence of where you're failing. Sometimes we set goals, we don't achieve those goals, and then that actually lack of achievement becomes evidence to reinforce those really negative voices in our mind that tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not doing enough. And that cycle is really what can perpetuate ongoing burnout. We're not working hard enough. We're not good enough moms. We're not showing up in all the ways. And we're also not achieving our goals. And now let's just add that other thing to the expectations, the external expectations about what we should be to all people rather than reinforcing the space in the world that's made for us. Okay, so that last part about the actual goal setting itself is really, really short. Because I think that if you've spent the time in your reflection, you've spent the time thinking over the last few years, you've spent the time thinking about how wonderful you already are, then you come up against a really great opportunity to just kind of like Let all of that goodness wash over you. And then allow the goals to naturally emerge with ease. That is what makes this gentle goal setting, is the goals will emerge with ease after the reflection, after spending the time with yourself in the thoughts, after deeply acknowledging how wonderful you are. Then the goals come easy after that. 
but you may have found this to be a really new experience for you, and I totally respect if that's the case. And you may not be feeling quite as relaxed and empowered as I want you to feel. So I want you to now check in with yourself. Let's just do a little check-in. How do you feel about this process? The process of looking back, reflecting, celebrating what you're proud of, acknowledging how far you've come, and then setting the plan in motion. Maybe you do feel empowered, because that's my intention. My intention is for you to feel empowered. And so maybe that's exactly the place you're finding yourself in now. Maybe you're not feeling quite empowered, but you are feeling curious. You're thinking, huh, maybe I've never thought of it this way before, and maybe there's something to it. There's something to goal setting in a way that gently acknowledges myself and begins to nurture my own identity. Maybe you're feeling neutral. Maybe you're saying, listen, you know what? didn't really think about goal setting before this episode, and I'm still probably not going to think about goal setting for this episode. (laughs) And you know what? If that's you, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far through the episode. Um, I appreciate your time and your attention, and uh, I'm I'm, uh, really grateful for you regardless. Maybe you're still feeling skeptical. You're thinking, I don't know, gentle goal setting still requires me to set a goal still requires me to put actions and frequency and accountability. And all of those seem a little bit too close to the productivity mantras of the day. All of those seem a little too close to the be something or you'll be nothing kinds of messages that are out there. So maybe I haven't convinced you that there is a gentle way to pursue goal setting in the context of your world and in the context of your life. And maybe you're still feeling cynical. You're thinking, you know what, Erin, I think you've used a lot of nice buzzwords around goal setting, but I, I still see this as a something that's not for me. And regardless of how you're feeling, it is okay. Regardless of how you're feeling, that is right. That is totally fine. And I think that you should accept however you're feeling one way or the other. I accept how you're feeling one way or the other. I want you to believe that from the bottom of my heart. I do think that as we have made our way to a place where we can call ourselves in pandemic recovery, that it's important to dream again. It's important to start opening our hearts to aspiration. It's important to start making plans. It's important to start turning inward and taking care of ourselves, taking care of the dreamer within us. And for me, and hopefully for you, That gentle goal setting is an honest way to love yourself, to say, I am worthy of my own dreams, and I am worthy of putting those dreams in action and putting them in motion because I have looked back on the past and I have seen all of the things that I have overcome. I have seen all of the ways that I have navigated challenge. I have seen all of the emotions and I have seen all of the solutions that have come to bear out because of me because of my ability to learn and my ability to grow and my ability to figure things out. And I am proud of myself and I celebrate and acknowledge how amazing I am. And because of how amazing I am, I deserve the dream. I deserve the ambitions within my heart. I deserve what I can envision as being next for me. And I'm going to set some gentle goals because awesome people deserve it all. And I'm awesome. (laughs) 
So that is my loving pep talk to you at the end of this episode. I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that it finds you where you're at. I hope that it feels right in the moment. My intention is to surround you with love and acceptance and celebration. I truly want for you to exist and inhabit the place in the world that is made for you. And I do believe that actually the only person who can build that place is you. And I know that it's not easy and it's really hard to know where to start. And I do believe that by looking back, acknowledging and celebrating ourselves, we can begin to start to find the pieces of the space, the building blocks, the bricks, the mortar, the walls, the doors, the windows to that space so that we can live freely within ourselves, built by us and for us. That is all for today. Thank you so, so much for listening. I am deeply, deeply grateful for you. I love you so much and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye. How do you know when I'm recording in here? I watch some videos and I'm hungry. You're hungry. Okay.